0: Welcome to the Essence of Life podcast, where we view life through the lens of learning rather than judging. We don't judge the moments of life as good or bad. We simply look for the lessons and embrace them. So let's get connected. Say ball sounds good. Alright, so how is everyone doing? I know it's been a minute. I have been really occupied with our inaugural women's conference at my church. It was excellent, I mean, we prayed for a great presentation because we knew it was our first time and we definitely wanted to prove ourselves and shock our critics. (laughs) And God really heard that prayer and so even the food was complimented. It was really exciting, it was a great opportunity, even my sisters shocked me. I mean, they really came forward and they delivered. And uh, we just want to give all the glory and the honor to God for that. I recorded my speech at the conference live with the intention of publishing it right here on this podcast. However, when I listened to it, it was a bit far off and um, quite a few of the things I said, you were not able to hear it pretty well. So I've decided to do a quick review, a recap, an overview, summary, whatever we want to call it, of my speech. Because I definitely believe it was a great message for us, not just for women, but for anyone And so I'm taking a few minutes to just recap this, the main points and to gather it all together so that at least other people can have an opportunity to be blessed by the message. And my topic was temple maintenance. And though it was surrounded about the body, it is applicable in every other aspect of our lives and what does it mean when I talk about maintenance maintenance so you've been praying for a certain thing or things you've been asking God for a husband you've been asking God for a wife you've been asking God for a child you've been asking God for a new job you know a great opportunity uh, to be blessed whatever it is that you're praying for however after amount of time that God has decided he's going to give that to you, what do you do with it? How do you maintain it? How do you keep it? How do you sustain it so that it can continue to last, that it can continue to be a blessing to you? I'll give you an example. A child, sometimes some people, they pray for a child And when they do get a child, you know, they begin to get tired of the baby or the child. They get frustrated and stressed and forget that this is what we prayed for. And sometimes that's why God might give us a no to our prayers because he knows that we are not lined up and ready to receive and to take care of it. You know, and one of the Bible has a few stories about maintenance. And, um, you know, you can just Google it. What does the Bible say about maintenance? There are quite a few stories about it. But while I was doing that research, one particular one screamed out to me. And that's what the Word of God does. There's a part that appeals to you. And um, I love Jesus Christ as an example when it comes to the Scripture and the Bible. And uh, one of them that came out to me was John 16, 7. And Jesus is saying to the disciples, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, which is the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. So what Jesus was pretty much saying to his disciples is that I've been with you. I have been teaching you, I have been walking this life with you, I have been helping you to maintain, but now I must go, because if I don't go, I can only be, in my physical form, I can only be with just a few of you, but when I go, I could send someone who could actually, a being, who could actually be with all of you, even at the same time, and that's the Spirit of God, which we we refer to as the Holy Spirit. Now, why did Jesus need to send them the Holy Spirit. Why did He need to send them a comforter, an intercessor, a counselor, an advocate, a strengthener, a teacher? Why? Why was that an important thing or act for Jesus, God rather, to do? Because God understood that even after they had the greatest teacher in their lives, giving them the best examples of all. They needed to have someone to help them to maintain. Uh, Throughout the Bible, the, the, the new leaders, they had people helping them. You know, Samuel and Elijah, they had someone to mentor them, to help them to what? Maintain. And that is what is very, very important for us to understand. After we have received the lessons, after we have received the blessing, How do we keep it? How do we maintain it? And that was my word for the women at the Women's Conference. And I gave a few ways that you can do it. One, and the very first one, my favorite and best one, is you must have a relationship with God. Write that down. Put it on your fridge. In order for me to maintain my life, in order for me to maintain what God has blessed me with, in order for me to maintain anything, my sanity, whatever, my, my physical form, my spirit, my mind, anything. I must have a personal relationship with God who is going to give me his Holy Spirit to teach me, to lead me, to minister to me, to to advocate for me, to intercede for me, to counsel me, to help me to stay on that narrow path so I don't fall from grace and stay fallen from grace. But even if I fall short, I could get back up and keep on going all right so there is no one else in the world that knows you better than god does and that is why it is so important for you to first have a relationship a personal Relationship with your creator. He is going to be the one to give you the best lessons and the directions that you need in order for you to maintain what He has given you. Okay, He's the one who knows you from the inside out. He knows your shortcomings, He knows your strengths, He knows how to multiply you, He knows how to correct you. You gotta have a relationship. So, if you do not already have a relationship with God, you need to repent. What does that mean? You need to come back, you need to turn away from you're fallen from grace which is the world and you need to come back onto your first love repent that's what it means go back to your father like the prodigal son went back to his father when he realized that where he was was not where he should have been not where he was created to be The second thing I would like you to do in order for you to maintain is to understand that maintenance has to become habitual. It has to become a lifestyle. And that is why Christianity is not a professing thing. You don't just say you are a Christian. Your moral standards, your behavior, your lifestyle, the way you walk, the way you speak, the way you dress, you know, everything you do must line up. And my husband spoke about that. He spoke about your moral standards as a child of God. And once you have that relationship with him and you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, then you are able to have a habit or habits that's going to help you to maintain, and I spoke about that, and I gave a demonstration where I said, you know, um, if you're doing something for the first time, it's gonna be a bit of a challenge for you. You're learning a song, you're learning a new skill, you're learning a new lesson, whatever it is, it's gonna be a bit of a challenge. But once you repeat it, you keep doing it. How do we become? How do we create a new habit by repetition? You keep repeating it. Neuroplasticity speaks about that. It's a mental state where it says to you that you can learn any thing through repetition you keep walking the same path you keep doing the same things over and over so if you're gonna live a lifestyle for god you keep you know reading the word you you line up yourself with more people who are on the same path as you you listen to a lot more worship songs as opposed to worldly songs songs that inspire you listen you feed your spirit and you make it become a part of your life That is so important. So the second thing you want to do to maintain what God has given you and to maintain your temple and your relationship is to have a habit, to develop a habit so much so that it becomes a part of you. So you must make sure that Christianity becomes a part of who you are. So when you have that baby and God has blessed you with that baby and you're now, you know, you're tired and you're stressed and you're losing your patience, you just go back to that moment when you were so grateful for that child, when you were so happy that God answered that prayer and you remember and you said, Lord, now I need you to teach me how to maintain this child. I need you to teach me how to raise this child. I need you to teach me how to enjoy this child or whatever blessing that he has given you. Right, So that's the second one, is to make it become habitual. And how do you do that? You must now break the old habits that you had before you had that relationship with God and allow God to give you new habits. That's why he said you become a new creature in Christ. It's so amazing. This is awesome. And the third thing I want to point out is to be intentional. Be intentional intentional life was not designed for us to not be intentional i mean you can't just go by life be like mm, willy-nilly whatever happens happens i'm just gonna go through life no you need to have the vision god speaks about vision in proverbs we talk about without vision which is without a, a, a vision of god that's what it means Without vision, which is what you receive from God, you will perish. You will be lost. You will be in the dark. And Habakkuk 2 verse 2 speaks about it as well. It talks about God saying about lay down the plans, lay down the vision, right? You outline it. There's another scripture, I think, in the Gospels where where Jesus and, and they were talking and they said to consider the cost. And I did a podcast episode about it. Consider the cost. You can check it out. You have to lay out a vision for your life. And the only way you can lay out that vision is if you have a relationship with God. So it ties right back in. You need to have that relationship with God so that he can give you the vision for your life because he knows why he created you. And when he gives you that vision, you become intentional with it. What does intentional mean? On purpose. Deliberate. You don't go living life willy-nilly. You live it on purpose purpose and you are deliberate about your actions you are deliberate about the things you say I was giving them an example and I said before I became a child of God I could post whatever I wanted on Facebook but when I became a child of God I understood that life and death now lies in the power of my tongue and because it did I couldn't go around saying random things like I didn't have a master and I didn't care I had to be very careful because I understood the power that came from my mouth. And this is what God wants. He wants us to have a vision. He says, make it plain, make the vision plain. And I also, you know, touched on the motivational speakers. There were at least two of them present at the conference. And I said this, I said, not to touch the the motivational speakers, but quite a few motivational speakers will say to whomever they are coaching, they will say, to create a vision board. Now that's what the world calls it, create a vision board. But these things are rooted in the word of God without vision you perish, make the vision plain, write it down, that's what it is, it's right there in the word of God, this is so amazing, you know, and that is why I needed to just come back and give you a brief overview of this message, because I feel like someone else needs to hear this, all right, so again, my topic was temple maintenance, I, I looked at, I gave another example, if you have two plants, I had two plants, I had a a well, you know, flourishing, blooming flower plant, and then I had this dried-up uh, shrub, and you know, if you can imagine what I'm saying right now, you could tell the difference between the two. One of them was being maintained, while the other one was not. And when it's not maintained, it shrivels up and it dies. And this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to maintain our temple. He wants us to maintain our relationship with him. He wants us to maintain the blessings and the gifts that he gives us. He wants us to multiply them. And how do we do that? Three ways, at least three ways. One, you must have a personal relationship with God because that is why Jesus, God sent his spirit into the world so that that spirit can maintain us and help us to stay on the path. And two, You need to create a new lifestyle, a new habit, new habits for yourself that lines up with that relationship. That is how you're going to change from where you were. That is how you're going to maintain it. It has to become ingrained in you so it becomes second nature, so it's not a struggle anymore. Because if it's not, then you're going to back down, you're going to backslide, you're going to turn away, you're going to give up. But once it has become a part of you, (laughs) you now do it like it's just what you are. And last thing is, be intentional, write down the vision, make it plain, make sure you know it and you line up with it. This is my word for us. Um, Like I said, it was my speech at the women's conference and I just needed to share it with you because my actual speech was way too blurry and I didn't think it would be as effective. I also want to take this opportunity before I close to welcome Guadeloupe. Comment ça va, Guadeloupe? Merci for joining the Essence of Life podcast family. I am going to work on my Francais just for you. I Also, I want to welcome Singapore, who's also joined the family, people who are listening in Singapore. Thank you so much for connecting with the Essence of Life podcast We love you and we're sending love and greatness from across the globe to you. I also want to say special thanks to at least three of my listeners who have given me great feedback. And I ask that you continue to do that. I'll give you a shout out at the end of episodes. So I want to say a special thank you to Kissa. And she says, your podcast content is not only about you, but everyone around the world. She is so awesome. This is really a life-changing podcast for people out there that really needs to hear it. I must say the content is everything the light touches. God bless you and continue to change lives. Thank you so much, Kisa, for this. Kisa is an amazing young lady. I've seen her grow and she continues to grow and blossom into an amazing young woman. I have another listener. Her name is Nikisha and she says, I just got a chance to finish listening and I am so happy and blessed that God made someone like you. You are a great person and your podcast is amazing. Thank you so much, Nikisha, and God bless you, too. Another young lady who also joined recently, and her name is Patrice. Hi, Patrice. And she says, I have my Spotify locked to the Essence of Life podcast. I must commend you on the lovely job you're doing. Love them all. I don't even know if I'm listening to the episodes in order or not, but my Spotify is locked and she actually sent me the locked emoji. (laughs) So this is excellent. I just want to say thank you so much for those of you who are listening to the podcast, who are connected and continue to do so. Continue to send me messages, continue to send me comments, continue to give me feedback and let me know how it blesses you. It is an important thing for me. I'd also like to give a shout out to all of you who are on my Facebook page who have been viewing my last Facebook Live that I did. I think by now it's probably on 800 views and reached over a thousand people. Thank you so much for sharing it, ladies, and people who do so, gentlemen as well. All right, see you next time on the Essence of Life podcast. God bless you and please stay connected. Sabre sounds good. Whether you're on your daily commute, at the gym, or doing your chores, tune in to the Essence of Life podcast for great inspirational life lessons and learn just why you should have a personal relationship with your Creator. Relationships run the world, make sure you're in the right ones. I am Natisha Ali Grant, citizen of the Kingdom of Heaven, wife of a spirited pastor, worship leader, mother, and content creator. I partner with my husband to manage our church in All Saints Antigua while creating inspirational and educational content. I inspire others through my blog, Young and Christian, and my podcast, The Essence of Life. Recently published my first book and in the process of writing another. I have also been an educator for over 15 years and now run my own academy, providing a range of services such as proofreading, English courses, lesson plans, curriculum guides, and reading classes. If you like this show, why not get connected, as it's only going to get bigger. C'est bon? sounds good.